This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Daily Score as we continue to dissect another bad Bears loss, the 20-17 loss to the Cleveland Browns, where, again, they had a double-digit lead going into the fourth quarter. It evaporated. It went away. Yeah, the Bears' defense did make some mistakes for sure in the in the fourth quarter. Um, they were not helped out by Matt Eberflus on the defense that he had called on the third and 15 play. Um, and I'm still sticking what I said yesterday, that this was a game that the, the defense could only bail you out for so long and the offense needed to execute more. And unfortunately, this is what we've been talking about all year. This is what we've been talking about since, um, really, um, since I've been on the beat, um, in 2018 and much prior to that, but, you know, even in the Trubisky era, even back in 2018, when everything was good, I'll, you know, at the end of all those press conferences, it was, wow, another pick six, you know, oh my God, Kyle Fuller, Eddie Jackson. And then it was like, okay, how come there was no offense in this game? What happened to Mitch? Why is Mitch bad? Um, and unfortunately we're, we're asking the same questions. So let's get into it right now with Matt Eberflus, particularly on what's been going on with the offense. Not a lot of offensive accomplishments the last couple of weeks. How do you fix it? Is, there, is it as simple as, as just working on technique, or from a coaching standpoint, what do you and Luke need to do to make sure you're in the right positions? Yeah, it's it's uh, imperative that we keep doing uh, taking the shots down the field uh, that we took yesterday. Obviously, we had one to Bobby. That was a big connect. It's important that we do that. That's a big, a big part of it. You know, we got DJ on the side. I think that was another big play. You know, and then... Uh, you know, it's important we keep taking the shots down the field because when you do that, you back people off, you know, and it opens up the intermediate part of it, you know, so, and you get people to play, you know, more shell uh, that way, and then we feel that can open up the run game for us too. That's so why haven't those shots been taken more consistently in your mind? Yeah, some of them aren't there. You know, some of them aren't there. Yesterday they, they were giving them to us, you know, so, you know, when, the, when you take a shot, you always have released things down underneath, and sometimes we check those things down uh, when they're not there. Um, but uh, you certainly have to take the opportunity, you know, and you have to take, you have to call the play. Did you feel like it seemed like in the first couple of drives you guys were dialing them up and they just weren't there? Did you feel like enough of them were called that just for whatever reason Justin was able to complete them? Whether it was pressure, like, what, did you, were you happy with how many shots were called yesterday? Yeah, yeah, I was. You know, and it's all based on the coverage, right? You know, if they're in their zone coverage and you know certain things are open that way, and I think we took some good inside, you know, inside fade type uh, man coverage. Um, you know, we just got to hit on those. I think the offensive line played a big part in it yesterday. You know, Justin Fields did not have a lot of time legitimately yesterday. I think there was a day that they met their match. And, yeah, let's not shy away from the fact that Cleveland is, even with all their injuries, an excellent top-rated defense in the league. So to some degree, it's understandable. But that's what that was a big part of it. 
uh, O-line needs to be better. Um, some play calls need to be better. Obviously, the 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 uh, the fourth and one did not go well for Justin Field. Uh, I didn't really have a problem with that particular play call <clears throat> because you are putting the ball in the hands of Justin Fields, and I think that's where it belongs in <clears throat> short yardage plays like that. But still so much to tighten up for Justin Fields, for the offense, and making it dangerous. It just doesn't have a consistent danger factor at this point. Um, you hear Matt Eberflus talking a lot about executing. We just got to execute. Everything was in place. Just got to execute, 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 execute. Yeah, but why the lack of execution? We took that question to Bears tight end Cole Komet. I don't know. I guess if I if I knew that, I would. Uh, we, we would have it totally fixed by now. Um, I think it. I think it just comes down to every man. We just got to. You know, you, you take each one series at a time. You got to learn from the series prior and uh, be able to take the looks that they're showing us, and you know, maybe some looks that they didn't show on tape that they're doing differently to us. And we got to be able to, you know, recognize recognize that and adapt to it as players. So um, I think that's kind of all I could say to that. Cool. With regard, with regard to, to moving on, that's been a strength of this team throughout this season. But you know, you guys are human. There's a cumulative effect of, of, of yeah. responding to all these. Yeah. At some point, do you fear that you know it just seems like the emotional dam will break? I mean, do you have to work that much harder? Yeah. Know? Well, is that a real concern? Do you think? Um, well, it hasn't yet. So I, I, I don't. I'm not concerned about that necessarily. Um, look, it's hard. I mean, I, I've been grinding this thing now. For, this is my fourth year in this, and this is. It's tough, man. It's tough. And, um, you know, you, you come here every day wanting to build a winner out of this. And uh, it's tough to have games like this and, you know, games we've had like this prior where we've where we've been in reach of winning the game and should win the game. Um, and it doesn't come out like that. And uh, it's tough. It's tough coming in this morning. And, you know, that's that's the feeling. And, you know, you know, we should have had this had this one the other day. And uh, but, you know, uh, we got resilient, resilient guys in this locker room. And I think that's been proven over time. I, I, like part of me when I heard him say that today out at Hallis Hall, I was like, oh man, yeah, you've been having to deal with this every single year since you came in, like this losing and answering all these questions. But he did accept the $50 million bag of money. So he's, he is going to have to stand up there and take it. And I don't know, I was not in Cleveland. So I don't know what what was going on, but it's a he, he did not speak to the media, Cole Komet, after the game. I have no idea why if he was busting out of there because he had to go or if he was pissed off about something sometimes guys won't talk because they want to cool down um so I, I only bring that up because that's a rarity man when Cole Komet is not front and center so that that's how frustrating I think yesterday was for these guys in terms of the the locker room I'll say the same thing I said about the locker room last year I don't think that this group of players can afford to be a bad or reckless locker room or have some sort of stand against their coach or anything. And none of that appears to be popping up. There have been critics of, you know, there were some comments made by some of the players yesterday in terms of the the third and 15 play that clearly I don't think that they thought Matty Flus put them in the best spot on that play. Flus admitted it basically, um, didn't set it after the game, said it again today that he, you know, that he didn't say he blew it, but you could tell, you could infer from what he is saying that he knows that it should have been a different defensive alignment on that play. 
But yeah, I mean, this locker room has to stick together. There's still too many guys who haven't gotten paid. Um, and it does feel like the guys that have been, the veterans, have been really good in their words. And as you just heard from Cole Komet, another guy who the Bears gave big money to is uh, Tremaine Edmonds. And I'll let him speak for what went down with the defense yesterday. It's, it's, it's definitely tough. Um, you know, I can definitely say that. Um, but, you know, this, this game challenged you in different ways. Um, you know, the game is always won above the shoulders, and that's in the mind. You have to believe it in the mind before you can go out there and win. And um, <clears throat> we had a great group of guys in the, in the locker room, great coaching staff. And um, each time we step foot on that field, you know, our main goal is to play for four quarters. Um, you know, obviously we know football is a game that you have to play until the, the final the final seconds, until that clock hits zero. Um, <clears throat> so nothing really matters as far as, like, how good we play. You know, the, the ultimate goal is to win. You know, that's what we play this game for, is to win football games. And, um, you know, obviously we came up a little bit short, but there's a lot of good things that we could take away from it. Um, you know, everything is not negative. Um, you know, through the negative stuff, through the positive stuff, you can learn from it. And uh, just with the leadership that we have, with the group of guys that we have, I know that we'll learn from it, and I know we continue to get better. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Flacco had 162 yards <clears throat> passing through the first three quarters. What did you notice them doing differently in the fourth quarter? Uh, it wasn't really much that they were doing different. Um, I think just eliminating explosive plays, uh, which we preach day in and day out. Um, you know, that's what good defenses, that's what good teams always preach. You know, you want to eliminate explosive plays and you want to get explosive plays on offense. That's the key to success. That's the key to victory. Um, you know, obviously they had a couple of big plays that hurt us, um, plays that we definitely wish that we had back. And, um, you know, I think that was probably a difference in the ballgame. Yep, that is uh, Tremaine Edmonds telling it like it is. And, look, he, he – uh, he always speaks inspirationally, <laughs> which is good for us and bad for us because sometimes you just get the rah-rah stuff. But that's a rough day. Tremaine Edmonds did have the pick six. Um, the Bears have forced 14 turnovers in their last four games. Montez Sweat was a monster. That's what we should be talking about today. And instead, he's right at the end of the podcast. Five and a half sacks in six games with the Bears. Um and as far as the way things are lining up for the offseason and the draft right now, the Bears still do have the number one overall pick um, via the Panthers, who did win yesterday, at the 2-12 and 12 for the Panthers. Patriots are right on the Bears' butts at 3-11. and 11. Same with the Cardinals, 3-11. and 11. But the pa- So it goes Bears 1, Patriots 2, Cardinals 3, Commanders 4 at 4-10. Four and 10. And then the Bears have the fifth pick. At five and nine. So if you need a little something just to get you excited about what's what the Bears are heading towards right now, they have the number one overall pick in the draft and the number five overall pick in the draft. That is it for today's episode of the Daily Score. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I am Mark Grody. I'll talk to you tomorrow.